The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the All Rookie Podcast. Today is July 21st, 2021, and I'm your host, William Harris, a.k.a. William is Bill. Hope you all are having a wonderful day today. Today, I'm going to continue a series I started on Monday, where I'll be giving a breakdown of draft needs by division. Today, I will be going over the central division in the NBA, which consists of the Milwaukee Bucks, Indiana Pacers, Chicago Bulls, Cleveland Cavaliers, and the Detroit Pistons. Uh, I figured this would be an interesting idea, so we're going to keep it rolling and see what these teams should do in this upcoming draft that will help their teams flourish into the future. Uh, but first first off, we're going to start with some breaking news uh, as far as the draft is concerned. We had three players that I really, really like uh, decide to <clears throat> withdraw their names from the draft and you know, they're going to continue to play either overseas or back in college, um, I guess, for Maker and Mucker, because, you know, I thought the deadline for college was a couple weeks ago, but I don't know what he's going to do. So keep an, keep an eye out on, on that. But uh, yes, Mucker, Maker, uh, Rocco Percassin, and Ariel Hookporty have all withdrew their name from the draft. I had Rocco Percassin as a first round pick. Uh, in my opinion, I thought he was really talented. I don't know what type of information he heard that made him want to take his name out of the draft. Other than this is a really strong draft. And instead of being in the 20s or 30s, maybe he feels next year he can be a lottery pick. So that's possible. Makura Maker uh, was looking like a end of the draft selection or an undrafted player. So that makes sense for him to go back to school. Although from, in my opinion, with his potential and the way he looked on film, I think he should have been ranked uh, no later than the 40s. Um, but uh, I'm in the minority on that, apparently. And Ariel Huckporty, same type of situation, probably would be in the 40s. He feels if he'll come back next year, possibly be in the 30s or 20s uh, if he if all goes well. So I figured I'd address that news because that does affect things like mock drafts and potential landing spots for players uh, in the draft, mainly in the second round for the most part. But starting with our series for our central division, we're going to start with the Milwaukee Bucks, which, spoiler alert, um, if you did not see the game last night, Mute the <laughs> mute the pod, but the Milwaukee Bucks won the championship in game six last night over the Phoenix Suns. Congratulations to Giannis, the Milwaukee Bucks. It was an epic game, epic series, especially by Giannis. Giannis won uh, the finals MVP. So much respect to the Milwaukee Bucks and congratulations once again. Uh, the Bucks finished 56 and 17 on the regular season which was first in the Eastern Conference. And they will be drafting at pick number 31 in this draft. That's the only pick they have. So, and with, with them winning the championship, they're not going to need too much, you know. So 
they don't have too many holes to fill. Uh, but it will be tough next year facing the Brooklyn Nets at full strength. Uh, so, but for right now, they have three players of note that will be free agents: PJ Tucker, uh, Thanasis Antetokounmpo, and Jeff Teague. So, highly doubt Jeff Teague will be back. Thanasis will more than likely be back. PJ Tucker, I think they will try to want to bring him back. He was uh, key in some of the games in this playoff run uh, but we will see if they choose not to there are some openings uh, but in my opinion the biggest needs for Milwaukee are uh, probably an improved backup point guard and a backup center or if they're lucky enough to get a center that could start over Brooke Lopez that might not be this year but in a year or two but you never know because that 31st pick is basically a first round pick in this draft. So they easily can get a steal. In my opinion, I think the best selection for them possibly would be Isaiah Jackson. If he falls this far in my mock draft, I don't have him in the first round. Some people do. Uh, the ranges of these prospects are all over the place right now. But in my opinion, he's more of a rim runner, uh, paint protector, uh, <clears throat> Great shot blocker. He's the 6'11 center from Kentucky. Average 8 points, 6.64, 2.6 blocks per game. Uh, I think he would be everything they need because when Brooke Lopez sits down, they really didn't have any size this year, and they managed to make it through the season without that hurting them too much because Brooklyn didn't really throw a, a center out there at them either, um, and, and they just made it through with their toughness and Giannis, obviously, is just incredible. But next year, I think having Isaiah Jackson or any center that falls to this spot could uh, truly help the team out a lot because they don't need much. Like I said, they need depth. Um, if they do not get Isaiah Jackson or go the center route, a backup point guard for Drew Holiday could be Jared Butler from Baylor. Um, that's also breaking news. He was recently... Uh, his health was cleared, so he was given a given a clean bill of health from the NBA to go ahead and declare for the draft and enter his name and play this upcoming season in the NBA. So that was great for this young man. He was uh, expected to be probably a pick in the 20s, early 20s, like actual pick 20. <laughs> so uh, with the heart condition scare or whatever, you never know if some teams will be like, oh, he's clear to play, but... Will that be an issue in the future? I don't know if I want to deal with something like that. And he could still slip 10 or so spots. So if he does, Milwaukee is one of the better teams that can afford to take that risk because they won a championship without him. So anything they get from him would be a bonus. And they don't need him to start right away because they have Drew Holiday. But Drew Holiday is getting older in his 30s. So and through the regular season, they're expected to be uh, a great team again next year. So Jared Butler could play a lot of those minutes, give uh, Drew Holiday a rest. Um, you don't want to play your guys in your 30s big minutes during the regular season. So I think if they can get Isaiah Jackson or Jared Butler or anyone in that vein, that either way, they're going to be in great position with the 31st spot. So that's what I think the Bucks should go with. And once again, like I said, Congratulations on winning their first championship in 50 years. Incredible season. Up next, we have the Indiana Pacers. 
That record was 45 and 28 this year. They finished fourth in the Eastern Conference. And that was through a year of attrition. I mean, they had injuries everywhere. Um, in this draft, they have picked 13, 54, and 60. Um, Mr. Irrelevant would be number 60. <laughs> but they lost in the first round to the Miami Heat. They got swept. Uh, it is nothing much they could do. I mean, they had TJ Warren was out for the season. Karras uh, LeVert was out for a huge chunk of the season, but he was able to come back. But just by the end of the year, everyone was hurt. Miles Turner was hurt. So uh, it with their full complement of players and these draft picks, especially, well, mainly just number pick 13. I said number pick, but anyway, <laughs> pick 13, I think they will – at worst, be fourth or fifth in the Eastern Conference and uh, have potential to be even better because DeMontis Sabonis had an incredible year and he should continue that trend. There's talk that Miles Turner could be traded. We don't know. We'll have to see. They also put Malcolm Brogdon in some trade rumors to try to get Ben Simmons. So we don't know if that was just a one-time thing or if they will try to continue to move Malcolm Brogdon since that got out there and he knows that, um, do they want to avoid that, you know, drama or whatever. So we don't know, but for right now, in my opinion, uh, I think their most needs are <laughs> the greatest needs are a backup point guard, uh, and a backup small forward, backup shooting guard, probably in that order because they have Doug McDermott, who's going to be a free agent, T.J. McConnell, like I mentioned, Jakar Sampson, and their rookie last year, Cassius Stanley, is going to be a free agent also. Uh, so that's a point guard, shooting guard, small forward, pretty much. Uh, they, and, and with uh, T.J. Warren coming back off two injury-riddled season for the most part, he's playing small forward, you're definitely going to want some insurance for him, uh, you know, other than, you know, Justin Holiday, Aaron Holiday type of players. Um, so, with for me though, with the 13th pick right now in my mock draft 2.0, I have them taking Sharif Cooper, just because I believe T.J. McConnell was such a huge role for them, and you know he carried the team in some ways with his assist and playmaking. I believe Sharif Cooper, uh, the six-one or six-four, somewhere in between point guard from Auburn, who averaged 20 points, four boards, eight assists, and one steal per game will be a great fit for them. Uh, he led the nation in assists. So that 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 easily is TJ McConnell level. And then his upside is tremendous. So he could eventually take that Malcolm Brogdon spot as well, be a starting point guard for this team. But with Brogdon being 29 next year, you know, he could sit a year as his backup, learn. And, and either way, I think it's a um, great pick for the Pacers because they don't really need a starter right now, but they got, but they have the 13th pick in the draft because of all the injuries that they had last year. So, True Cooper would be a great fit, but you can't go wrong with pick 13 in this draft because this draft is so deep. Uh, but I think he can do everything TJ McConnell can do with, with a huge upside of much more. Uh, for their picks, uh, 54 and 60. They're really going to be shots in the dark. Um, they most likely will not get minutes this year at all unless they strike goal with the player or find someone that's the perfect role player. 
for the perfect role player, I think if Joe Weiskamp or Weiskamp is there from Iowa, I think he would fit. I mean, he's a tremendous, tremendous, tremendous three-point shooter, and that's the one reason why he may not be there. But if he is, I think that's, I mean, that's the perfect Indiana type of player that they love to select, and he will be a perfect fit for the team because one thing Indiana does not do is shoot three-pointers that well or that often. Um, they don't, they're not really loaded with three pointers. And like I said, the three point guy they had, Doug McDermott is a free agent. So we'll see if they continue to keep him. But if they don't, Joe Weiskamp averaged 15 points, six boards, 46% from three as a senior. That is incredible. I mean, that's one of the highest numbers in the draft. He's a tremendous shooter and, you know, but he's, he's basically just a shooter, but you know, they don't need him to do anything else. So I, that's why I think. If he does fall to 54 or 60, that's a steal. Uh, as far as another guard, they can go with Marcus Garrett, 6'5 from Kansas, because their their guards are getting a little older. With uh, They have Jeremy Lamb, always injured, Justin Holloway, Holiday. He's, he'll be 33 next year. Uh, so that's, if they want to go this route, Karis LeVert obviously had health issues last year. Hopefully that was a one-time thing. But if they want to go this route, Marcus Garrett, 6'5 guard from Kansas. He's a very high upside player. He can dribble the ball very well, nice crossover, shoot it well. Just an all-around good player, uh, but a guy that may fall in the draft. Um, you, you, at that point, you want to take the best talent and then see what happens. You know, they may have to play in the G League. They may have to, you know, sit the bench for a little while. But then if not in a year or two, you call them up and see if they're ready for their spot. So 54 and 60 are crapshoots. So go risky with one and safe with the other, and you'll see what happens. Uh, up next is the Chicago Bulls. They have picked 38 only. Um, they've had a terrible season last year. Finished 22 and 43. That was 11th in the East. Um, they have... Cristiano Felicio is a free agent. Laurie Markkinen is a free agent. Daniel Tice is a free agent. Garrett Temple is a free agent. Denzel Valentine is a free agent. And Javante Green is a free agent. All of those players are pretty much expendable, except we have to see if they're going to want to pay Laurie Markkinen because it's the end of his rookie contract, and this will be his first year to be eligible to make some big money. And then they have Daniel Tice who they just got in the trade from the Boston Celtics. Really good player. Only made $5 million this year. He's worth way more than $5 million, at least double that probably on the market. So will they be willing to pay that for him to back up Vucevic? We are not sure. We will have to see. So I, it would be very interesting if they sign marketing and Tice or which one they choose. The other players, they might can keep Garrett Temple at a very low cost, but the other players are expendable in my opinion. So, uh, but with, like I said, with the 38th pick and only the 38th pick, if Laurie Markkinen leaves, they really need a point guard as their priority. And um, if not, if he stays, I think upgrading the point guard position is something they could go with. But at 38, that's going to be tough. If they go with a power forward, probably the best one in that 38 range is Jeremiah Earl Robinson, uh, the 6'9 power forward from Villanova. Average 16 points, eight and a half boards, two assists, one steal per game. Has been called the most versatile player in the draft. 
He was the Big East player of the year. He's an old school big man. He can shoot the ball, play great defense. He's not flashy, but he can do everything well. So at that point, you're taking the best talent on the board. Uh, and you have someone that could come right in. You know, he's going to play well. And then you'll see how his ceiling can go. Because Laurie Marketing came in, played well. <laughs> I think everyone expected greatness, but he just played well. So at the bare minimum, you're getting played well with Jeremiah Robinson. And then we'll see if he could upgrade from there. But uh, having a 38 pick, you're really in not the greatest spot when you have a need. So you can look for the Bulls to try to move up in this draft, or it's possible someone could uh, fall in this draft. Uh, like we mentioned earlier with Jared Butler from Baylor with the heart condition. If someone like that falls in the draft and you have 38 pick, you're going to want to take a swing for, you know, someone that can be great as opposed to a safe player. So they'll have to see how the board falls. Uh, if they wanted to go with a backup point guard, uh, I would throw a shot at Dwayne Washington. Uh, he is a six-big point guard from Ohio State. Average 16 points, three boards, three assists per game. Shot 37% from three. He has a lot of confidence out there. He was shooting from anywhere at any time. In my opinion, he looks like a young Darren Williams out there. So I think he could be great. So if you wanted to play it safe, get Jeremiah Earl Robinson. He's definitely going to be good. Very versatile. If you want a possible point guard that could take over uh, Kobe White's job and Thomas Sadaransky's job, Dwayne Washington is a guy that I feel confident that he could do that. Um, moving on to the next team, we have the Cleveland Cavaliers. They only have one pick. That is that third pick in this draft. Uh, they finished 19-46 and 46 this season, which was 15th in the East. Dead last. <laughs> pretty much um they have jared allen is a free agent matthew della Vadova is a free agent and that's it everyone else is on the board on the books so uh in my opinion with the pick three you're not looking for team need you're looking for a best player you need to take the best player on the board and they say this draft is a four player draft as far as four incredible talents that are locks so you first you need to see who's going to fall to you because it could be someone you don't expect. And you're going to have to choose whether you like the third best player or fourth best player, according to everyone else. In their opinion, they already have their mind made up, more than likely. But uh, I have them taking Jalen Green just as far as watching the film. He's the third most talented player in this draft to me. But if you want to project for the future and if you don't want to sign Jared Allen, um, which they do, but if you were to get Evan Mobley, maybe that would make Jared Allen expendable. But if you don't, take Jalen Green, who I have them selecting Jalen Green, the 6'5 guard from the G League Ignite team, averaged 18 points, four boards, and three assists. Super athletic, has a great quick first step, uh, loves to put his head down and just go to the rim, doesn't settle for jump shots, but can do the jump shot. Just a super talented offensive player, really good three-point and jump shooter. Well worth the top four selection in this draft. But if, like I said, if they don't take Jalen Green, if they somehow get Suggs, if you somehow get Mobley, you have to take one of those three because it's pretty clear that Cade Cunningham is going to be gone at number one. So you say, why would they take Suggs? 
because you have to take the best player on the board. Worry about trading after the draft. Uh, you don't have to keep three point guards on your roster. You can trade one of them, get something else. Right now, a lot of talks are Colin Sexton being traded, possibly to the Knicks or the Lakers. But you just got to go get the best player. When you're a team that is 15th in the East, you can't say, well, we have this position locked. We're going to move to the other ones. You have no position locked. <laughs> you can improve everywhere. They have a lot of young talent on Cleveland, but they have a lot of work to do as well. But I think Jalen Green would help. Trade Colin Sexton might get a better point guard power forward. I mean, small forward power forward. Your team can totally turn around if you hit it, um, hit everything right. I don't want, know why I'm saying hit, but oh well. And Kevin Love, why is he still on the team? Get him out of there. <laughs> They're stuck with him, that's why. But up next is the Detroit Pistons. Finished 20-52. and 52. Terrible season. Uh, what, what did I say the Cavs finished? 19 and 46. So, yeah, the Cavs did finish their last. Detroit finished one game ahead of them, but still got the first pick in the draft because they did not tank as bad as Cleveland. And I think Cleveland got punished for it because Cleveland started off the season really well. But back to the Detroit Pistons. They have four picks in this draft. Pick one, obviously. Pick 37, pick 42, and pick 52. Uh, in my opinion, their needs are power forward, shooting guard, and just depth. Uh, and I'm not mentioning for their first pick because they're going to take Kay Cunningham no matter what position they need. And is he going to play point guard, small forward, shooting guard? I mean, they'll figure it out when he gets there. I don't think he'll be a point guard in the NBA. His handle is good, but it's not like, okay, Patrick Beverly or Drew Holiday's guarding you good, you know. So I think he'll be more in the Jalen – uh, Jason Tatum role, uh, he reminds me of him a lot. But, you know, he has all the accolades. Average 20 points per game, uh, even 1.6 steal per game. Great free throw shooter, which translates normally to a great shot. Uh, great pull-up jumper. His only negatives are, if you wanted to call him negatives, are he's not the quickest or fastest player out there. But in today's game, when you have guys like Chris Paul, Luka Doncic, you don't have to be super fast like that. As long as you can have a great control of the game, you should be fine. And Kay Cunningham's obviously going to be fine. Um, and if I didn't mention the, I've mentioned the positions they need, but um, Dennis Smith Jr. is a free agent. Wayne Ellison is a free agent. Hamadou Diallo is a free agent. Saban Lee, free agent. Frank Jackson's a free agent. So that's why I mentioned point guard because that's three point guards right there that are free agents. Uh, a shooting guard, and two shooting guards. So <sighs> this team has a lot of young talent, but like I said, in my opinion, power forward, shooting guard, and depth, and clearly point guard as well. So, But we'll see what Kay Cunningham is going to be, like I said. But for their other picks in the draft, other than number one with Cade, 37, 42, and 52, uh, I think, uh, far as power forward, you can look at Greg Brown, the 6'9", big man from Texas, averaged 9.6 boards in a block per game, vicious dunker, uh, pretty good shooter, really good on defense, safe, solid player that can develop and be even more than that in the league if he, you know, the coaching and everything is right. 
Um, I mentioned uh, Jeremiah Robinson to uh, the Bulls at around pick 38. So if, you know, he's an option too because they have pick 37. So obviously they have the pick of the litter. Would they have Greg Brown or Jeremiah Robinson? It's up to them. But it'll be, it should be some good power forwards around that range. Uh, as far as point guards, I think you should take a shot at Rokas Jokabetis, uh, the 6'5 point guard from Lithuania. He only averaged seven points, two boards, two and a half assists. That's his only knock. Because when you look at his game, he's a left-handed uh, point guard with a quick first step, nice pull-up jumper, nice floater. You watch his game, he's very crafty. He looks like Goran Dragic out there. Uh, and Goran Dragic has had a great NBA career. Uh, he's 35 years old, still playing in the league. Still, uh, he split minutes with none this year in Miami. But Rokas Jokabetis has that in his future. Why not take a shot on this guy in the second round? And you don't need him to start right away. You can develop him. You can send him back overseas for a year or let him stay in the bench or G League and continue to develop. But, yeah, he only needs to increase his production, and he'll be great. And so – that's that's pretty much it. Uh, if you want to throw a late guy in there, for some reason, people are saying Aaron Wiggins will be super late in the draft. If he's around at uh, 52, that will just be ridiculous value for them. Uh, and that would be a, a great pick. I mean, I, I'm, you're going to hear me mention Aaron Wiggins' names a lot because people that have second-round picks and need a shooting guard, he's one of the best ones out there, in my opinion. I don't think he should be in the 40s or 50s. He's a player that should be in the top 30s, in my opinion. But so if he's there, he's also someone to consider. So that was my wrap-up of today for the Central Division. Uh, I addressed the needs of Milwaukee, Indiana, Chicago, Cleveland, and Detroit. And those are some of the ways I think they should lead and head in the draft. Uh, give me your feedback. You know, you can follow the All Rookie Podcast on Instagram, or you can Contact me at William is Bill on Twitter, and I would love to hear your feedback. Uh, thank you all for listening. I've heard some feedback from a couple of people that listen to the show. It really means a lot to me, and uh, I appreciate it. You know, uh, the last two shows I recorded, I was sick as a dog, <laughs> but the show must go on. I hope I didn't, you know, damage your ears or anything, <laughs> or you know. But I'm I'm almost back to 100% health, so. Um, I really do appreciate all the support and comments and things like that because, you know, I'm trying to make the show the best that it can be. And it's been a lot of fun, a lot of hard work. But thank you all so much. I just want to let you know I truly uh, appreciate you. Uh, and if you can, like, subscribe, rate and review the show five stars and tell a friend to tell a friend. And thank you for all your support. Once again, I'm out of here. Peace. Have a good day. <laughs> this has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.